just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today. Hey, is everything under control? Do you have your life under control? Do you have a firm grip on all the circumstances in your life? How's that working for you? (laughs) Not always good. Uh, We're going to talk about that today. I've got a wonderful guest with me. Her name is Tara Sun, and she is the host of Truth Talks with Tara, a podcast that you can check out later. She's also the author of a new book called Surrender your story, and I got to tell you, I like just the first word in this is surrender. And the older I get, the more I realize that the secret of Christianity is not as much what I can do, but what I can surrender to the Lord. And your story is powerful. And here's the great news you've all got one, and it doesn't have to be filled with wild stories that make, you know, crazy movies. It's, just, it's your story. It's the truth of what has happened in your life. So today's going to encourage you. I would encourage you to hit the share button if you know someone that needs a little encouragement. And with that, Tara, welcome to Life Today Live. Randy, thank you so much for having me. It's a joy. I'm super excited to already hear how <laughs> excited you are about this idea of surrender because I know it is not an easy one, but I'm excited to unpack how, how freeing and how good it is with you. So thanks for having me. Can we start with the latter part with your story? Uh, and just let people know a little bit of kind of your background, maybe some of the things you've been through, kind of what, how God's brought you to this place. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Surrender Your Story is not a book that was written yesterday or even from an idea that happened a couple years ago. It's really a theme that God has written through my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really notice it until just maybe five years ago or so. So, Really quick backstory. Um, I grew up knowing the Lord. I grew up in an incredible Christian family. I'm so thankful for that. An incredible foundation. But because of that, to be super honest, Randy, those listening, I didn't find a lot of reasons to trust God. That sounds bad, but since life came so easy, since nothing crazy or tumultuous happened when I was young, I really was like, okay, everything's kind of going according to my plan, right? And that was until I was 14 and I was actually diagnosed with a chronic illness and it's actually fibromyalgia, which is very rare for someone at a young age at 14. Mm. And that sent me into a spiral of having to miss school, having to uh, face physical limitations I had never known before. Mm. And that changed everything. It also changed the trajectory of my career. I always thought I was going to be in the medical field. I had a dream of a nurse or a PA or doctor or something like that. And you know, that was a good dream. That was a good thing. Nothing bad with that. But I realized and the Lord prompted me that I wasn't supposed to be where I was. I got accepted into an incredible college and just honestly, in the middle of a biology lecture that I share in my book, the Lord was like, hey, you're not supposed to be here. (laughs) And then that was another thing, Randy, that sent me into the spiral of like, but wait, like I had plans for this and now you're saying no. And it sent me into questioning God's goodness and his faithfulness and if he really did have a good plan for my life. And I think that's the first time, Randy, when he really confronted me with the fact that I'm not in control. That was hard for me to hear as a type A, you know, naturally inclined to organize and control, but um, I found a lot of freedom in it. And um, that's where we are today. All right. Should I just call you Jonah? Right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So what, 
what did you do with that? Because I mean, there's there's a couple different directions you can go. You can go, mm, that wasn't God, or you like you say, you can question God's goodness, which I think if you really get down to the root of it, is where a lot of people land. Um, mm-hmm. Or you can go go out into the unknown and say, okay. And, and that can be a scary place, too, because you start to question yourself. Did I really hear God? You know, what, what did you do? Right. Well, I started with still trying to control like you opened, you know, having that death grip on control. I tried, even though it was super obvious that God was redirecting me. I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not. We're not going to do that. I still was trying to control and manipulate and I really was not wanting to wait on God's timing. I, you know, kind of really pushed myself further away from God because I was trying to be self-sufficient. I was trying to be in control. So that's how I started. And then I realized quickly that, you know, my best efforts, as good as they were, as strong as they were, weren't really getting me to fulfillment. They weren't getting me anywhere. I, I came home from college. I started working odd jobs. I kind of thought that that was the purpose for me. I kind of thought that if I if I did all the right things, if I worked hard enough, that it would happen for me. But I just remember sitting there like, I'm just spinning my wheels. <laughs> and then I had another moment of surrender, which maybe you're catching on. It's a, it's a continual laying down your life. But it was another moment of surrender where I reached out to a mentor of mine. And she asked me, hey, have you ever thought about Bible college? Have you ever thought about Bible school and really finding your gifts and your talents? And I started um, online Bible college for biblical counseling through um, a school in California. And that's when for the first time I realized, okay, this is what I'm meant to do. And then God showed me social media, podcasting, writing. And um, so it was definitely a journey. Like I said, it wasn't like I instantly surrendered and I instantly believed God was good. It was a process of him proving that to me and me really believing that. What? Yeah, I just lost my switcher, Ian. It literally blinked out and now I can't change pictures. Um, checking with my producer. So I'll just ask you this. So what, what did you learn about God in that process? Yeah, I learned so much about him. I learned that his goodness is not contingent on what he does or what he doesn't do for me. And I learned that he is faithful. I learned that there's so much promise in him. And I also just learned that his ways are higher because I think sometimes when we have a hard time controlling, we have a hard time surrendering, that we just don't believe that God is wise and God is loving. And I just had to come to the realization that if God was good enough to create me and to save me, then he had really good plans for my life. I think it's really hard for us to accept that there's someone better at us than controlling our lives. So I came to that point where God humbled me. So I learned about God's humbling heart, but also how gracious and merciful he was to help us through that process. So those are just a few things that I learned about about God in that process. Did you learn anything about yourself, perhaps, you know, um, I'm just curious what, because a lot of times, you know, when we, we do that, we feel like we're, we've, we've kind of, uh, settled for less in a sense. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay, I wanted to do this. I had all these plans, but fine, God, I'll do what you want me to. And I just think that we are told lies about what that will produce in our lives. And everybody I talked mm. to that's like, yeah, I gave it all up. It's like, infinitely better than they ever imagined. I'm just curious what you learned internally and and what it paid off for you. Yeah, I love that you said that and I agree. I think there's so (laughs) much that we think that we're just giving up our lives and we're settling for 
something less than best, something super meager. But the truth of the, of the matter is that when we surrender, God never leaves us empty handed. He always gives us something better. So what I learned internally, Randy, one of the biggest things I learned was that, you know, that I am nothing without Jesus Christ. And I, I, I've known that since I accepted Jesus into my life, but I learned that nothing is good about me or my story apart from Christ. And so I can keep going with trying to control, but I think sometimes we control because we want security, we want purpose, um, but we can't do that unless we accept that God is um, our enoughness. God's yeah. our sufficiency, like Paul tells us. Yeah, did you have any resistance from anybody? I mean, you mentioned a, you were raising a good Christian family. Were they supportive or did you have some opposition? At first, um, my, so my boyfriend, he's now my husband, but my boyfriend at the time wasn't like resistant to it, but he was just like, whoa, like shocked, right? <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. my dad was too. I remember having a conversation with him at a local restaurant when I, when I came home and he's like, okay, let's talk about this because <laughs> you just got accepted into a great college. You, yeah. I mean, you know, you as a dad, I'm sure you understand that sure. feeling too. And just even, even parents and, and people in your life, they see the plans that they, that you have and they take it personally too. Like um, they just kind of accept that's the way it is. So it kind of even throws their life off of balance. And I got resistance from people saying that I kind of threw away my mm. career mm. and that I could have been really good in the medical field mm. and also experienced a lot of shame, you know, and mm. maybe those listening, you have a plan fall apart and you're embarrassed to tell people, you're embarrassed to share it because you're like, well, I failed. Right. So I had a lot of shame and mm. some pushback, but mostly the people in my life um, came to realize that this was really what God was doing. It definitely took time for everyone to accept it, even me. So, yeah. Well, and you know, I think that can be hard, one of the hardest things because I mean, I've, I've been there to, you know, lesser degrees, but where you're like, you have godly parents or godly friends or, you know, spouse or something, and yeah. you, you want their input. Um, and but I have to obey God rather than men kind of thing. And that can be and you can question yourself. And so it's it's a little, I think can you can you say that it's fair to judge your decisions, your surrenders uh, by the fruit that it's produced? Mm, I really like that. I've never been asked that. I think it's it's very fair mm -hmm. because sometimes we don't know if like it may be a hard thing that God's calling us to surrender, but I do think that we can see, like you said, the fruit and the results of it. And if it's honoring to God or not. And I think that's a good way to know if you're surrendering the right things yeah. and surrendering to God and not controlling. That's yeah. great. <laughs> and the tough part is it does take time, yes. <laughs> you know, and there may be some yeah. mistakes along the way. I mean, it's, you, you look in the scripture and everybody that surrendered to God, they made mistakes along the way, but they kept, like you said, that, that posture, that ongoing surrender. And I think it's like a parent with a with a young child. You're like, you know, look, you'll learn to walk. You're going to stumble a little bit. And when you fall, <laughs> you're going to cry and I'm going to pick you up. But it's OK. You know, I'm, yeah, I've got this. You know, you talk about the myth of control. Um, why do you call it a myth? I love this chapter. I think it's the <laughs> intro chapter. And we, we we chose the word myth. I chose the word myth because I've thought that control was something that was mine. And when I say the myth of control, I mean personal control. God's in control and that's that's a truth, mm. that's a fact. But when we think, oh, I'm in control, that control is actually a myth because we learn in God's word that they're literally, Romans eleven thirty six sums it up so well, for from him and to him and through him are all things. That just speaks to God's control. And 
even Ephesians 2, the passage about our salvation, where we where we came from, that's even a demonstration of, you know, we're not in control. We can't do anything to earn where we are, to earn our merit. So <laughs> it's a hard reality, and I'm still facing it every single day, Randy, but <laughs> control, my control, thinking that I can plan everything down to the littlest iota in my life, it's not true because God's the one who holds the universe and holds our lives and directs our paths. We're told in Proverbs and Psalms that. So it's actually a myth, but I think that's, I know that's really good news. <laughs> yeah. And you know, a lot of, a lot of things in scripture are, are counterintuitive to the way we naturally think. And you have a great phrase in your book, by the way, and that is the freedom of surrendering. And that sounds like just the opposite you know if yeah, i if yeah. i surrender then i have no freedom which is true in the natural a lot but in the supernatural it's different tell me how you see it love that you said it's you know unnatural in the natural but it's <laughs> supernatural in the supernatural this is one of the most upside down kingdom i call i say that in my book it's countercultural to the world that you know, again, like I said, that the world will say, you know, you're the you're the boss, you're the creator, you're the author of your destiny. We see so much on social media and books and television shows that if only you work hard enough and you hustle more and you girl boss, there's all these things. And when Jesus came to save us, he came to say a lot of things that disrupted the waters. It it shook everyone up. But he said this to bring a new life. He came to fulfill the law. And one of those is in Luke 9. It's kind of where the book is based off of, where Jesus told his disciples that if you want to come after me, you need to do three things. You need to take up your cross. So you need to be willing to suffer. Um, you need to deny yourself or die to yourself, which is release control. Yeah. And then you need to follow me. I mean, walk in my footsteps, you know, um, take after me. And so this is something that was probably very hard for, let's say the, the Pharisees, we know that to wrap their minds around because their spirits weren't willing to see past the hard and then see, see to the freedom through it. So mm -hmm. I think it's funny because we actually keep ourselves in bondage when we're trying to control because <laughs> we're not opening ourselves up to God's possibilities and surrender. And that's why we call it the freedom of surrender because you actually are withholding yourself from so much goodness and a plan and a story you could have never thought for yourself when you try to control. But when you surrender, you actually get to be free and you get to find fulfillment. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I referenced Jonah earlier, and, and I think that a lot of people uh, have an unhappiness, uh, a frustration with life, uh, a, a sense that they're just banging their heads against the wall, spinning their wheels, you said because God's called them to surrender something and they're still holding on. And he's like, I'm going to yeah. let you, I'm okay. I'm just going to let you go there. You know, uh, it's true. Do you see that or have you maybe experienced that at any point? Absolutely. <laughs> and I think there's so many times in my story that I see God just, obviously that's, there's the free will aspect where he's like, mm -hmm. okay, you're going to do what you're going to do. I'm here though. I'm going to mm -hmm. convict you, but I'm also going to be merciful and kind to wait. Um, once you see that it's not getting anywhere. Um, and I think it's a mercy, I think, because, um, God does convict us. And if we respond to that conviction, that's obviously where the change comes, but I think it's really merciful of God to bring us to a point where we realize that we need him because where, like, what good would it be if he forced us to come to those realizations mm -hmm. in those moments of me, you know, just spinning my wheels, I saw even over time of me just being frustrated and God letting me do my thing. I saw him, I saw him graciously bring me back to a place of like, Oh God, I need you. Like I came to ruin and I need you. And I think that's actually a big grace and mercy of God. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, so agree. This is the book we're talking about. It's called Surrender Your Story. It's by Tara Sun. And we're talking to her right now. And I, I have a question. By the way, uh, chat is open. Judy, Loretta, Rebecca, Tammy, any of the others in there. If you have any questions for Tara, feel free to post them in there. If it makes sense, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask her. But um, I, you were probably uh, a good student. I'm guessing you seem like a really nice person. So you oh, probably you. <laughs> didn't get sent to the principal's office as often as I did. Did you get a lot of visits to the principal's office? I, I don't think I ever did. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? I did, which probably won't surprise anybody. Uh, and, and I think sometimes when we surrender, we feel like we're going to the principal's office as a kid and we're about to get the punishment we deserve. Mm. When you surrender those, those various moments and as you continue to, you know, what, what do you get from God when you go to him and go, okay, my way's not working. Do you get condemnation and an earful or do you sense something else? I think we're afraid of that. You, you, you hit the nail on the head, Randy. We're definitely afraid of that. And I think we don't want to be corrected. We don't want to be told that what we're doing is maybe not the most profitable for our lives. And Mm -hmm. I think that was something that held me back for a while, but we're told in scripture that God does not, God is not a God of condemnation, that he's not one that wants us to sit in shame. He wants us to obviously repent and turn from our ways. But once we do, he offers us freedom and joy and right relationship with him. And so I think knowing that or knowing how to differentiate the enemy's lies of like, if you go to Jesus, he's going to smack you over the wrist with the ruler and he is not going to let you out of your timeout. And I think just knowing that it might be hard through it, but when you do turn to God and surrender, he does promise you to give you that abundant life in John 10, 10. And he wants to give it to you freely. And that abundant life is not by sitting in condemnation and shame. So if that's a fear of anyone listening, just go back to God's word. Like, don't believe me, go to God's word. And he will tell you that he does not shame you. He just wants to um, just teach you his his lighter way of life. Yeah. And I think that's a real good way to, to kind of measure if you're hearing God, because if you're feeling condemnation and shame, criticism, that's not God. Mm-hmm. You know, conviction you know, that yeah, I mean, like, if, if I treat my wife wrongly, I feel bad about it, and I should, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. Conviction will say, you you look, you've done something wrong, and you need to quit or repent for it. Condemnation will say, you are something wrong. You know, you're, mm. you're just a bad person, that kind of thing. So that, that's a good way to measure it. Um, that's good. Uh, the book is available, for those of you asking. Uh, you can go to Terrasign Ministries. There's links there pretty much available wherever you buy books. Uh, it's from a big publisher, so it's on all the outlets. Um, what was the Bible college, uh, Tammy, wants to know that you did? It was, was it online? Is that what you said? Yeah. So I live in Oregon, so I didn't really want to move at that time with a serious boyfriend. <laughs> so I did online college with the Master's University in California. Okay. Since took a break, um, I'm about three quarters of the way done with my degree, but took a break um, because I ended up, I have a 14 month old son, by the way. Oh. I don't know if you know this about me, but yeah. I took a break during that time of getting pregnant and writing this book because I did a both both a book baby and a baby baby. So nice. Lord willing, someday we will finish that. But that's where I attended. <laughs> it, it can be a process too. You mentioned our uh, you know about going to God's word um, how wh- what is sort of your relationship with the scripture and that's kind of a weird question but I think it's probably something you can relate to um, given sort of the direction of some of your book studying it relating to it yeah. what have you learned in that process it is imperfect for sure. And anyone that's going to tell you that their relationship or their consistency, I mean, with God's word is 
absolutely perfect. I meet with him every single day for this amount of time, yada, yada, yada. They're not being truthful because it's it's hard, right? And I'm I'm going through seasons of my own of transition and we're all in seasons of change and transition. And for me over the past year, it's like, what does this look like to get in God's word consistently when I have a new baby, when life is busy, we're all busy. So honestly, Randy, I've been keeping it simple. And for someone who used to have a lot of time before a baby, before everything got busy, just to sit in God's word for 30 minutes or more, I just, I'm learning that God doesn't tell me in his word that I need to be in his word at a specific time. Like you have to meet with me in the word in the morning. Otherwise, (laughs) you know, away from me, you know, like, and he doesn't say like, you know, you have to do an hour of detailed study. I am just learning to keep it simple, to not be distracted by even some good resources can distract us from just sitting in God's presence. Mm. So I personally just go through a chapter of a book of the Bible straight through so I can understand the context, so I can really see the full picture and just praying through that, studying through it, meditating on it. Keeping it simple is um, kind of my motto lately. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and I don't think God's like, well, you're keeping it simple. Oh, you know, again, it's, right, it's, that, right. it's that view of, of God as the angry ready to get you for doing something wrong that is really unhealthy and he's just like it's like you know you well you you have a 14 month old Mm -hmm. you're you're parenting 24 7 when you get older my because my kids are grown and i just enjoy whatever time i can get with them you know and i don't Mm -hmm. begrudge them for living their lives but when i do get to see them if i'm in the right mindset and you know living in the present as they say which is which is good um I just, it's, it, I enjoy it. I, I just enjoy mm-hmm. the time. And I think God's like that. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm just enjoying the time with you. He, yes. He's a, good, he's a good father, you know. He's mm-hmm. a loving God. And, and any anybody that tells you different, whether it's a voice in your own head or it's somebody you heard somewhere, they're not telling you the truth. Um, okay, I'm going to go off script a little bit. I hope you don't Let's mind. Let's do it. It Let's happens it. on this program every once in a while. And I'm curious because there is, you know, there are some good things that have come out of the last several decades when it comes to, to the roles of women, the freedom of women, the ability of women to do whatever they feel like they want to do in, in, in the right concept or context, what God wants them to do. Yeah. Um, but when you start telling people to surrender, um, I think it's easy for men to abuse that. And put that on women. Oh, you need to, you got to submit, you know, that kind of thing. And I think yeah. it's also easy for women to push back against that and, and be like, oh, look, I've been held down enough. Don't tell me to surrender. Is there, have you seen any of that um, when it comes to sort of the gender roles relating to surrendering? Absolutely. And I think we, we're seeing it a lot right now. Um, no matter if you're Gen Z, I think it's a it's a big Gen Z millennial thing because it's all the like the secular feminism. Whether you want to admit it or not, it is influencing the church. Yeah. It is influencing Christian women, Christian men. And so if you like like you said, I like how you brought up submission because actually surrender and submission are kind of synonymous in some ways. They're very similar. When you surrender to God, you submit to God. And it's basically like being like, okay, Lord, I trust you. I'm gonna follow your lead. That's what submission is, right? And that's the same thing as surrender. And I'm seeing that even a lot in my life where I have, you know, my husband and I have been married for a few years and I'm still learning what that looks like in our marriage and what God wants that to be. But also 
learning, you know, my place in, in, in the roles of ministry I'm doing and knowing that like, I still need to sit back <laughs> and wait on the Lord's timing and not be inundated by the world's messaging. Because here's the thing, I had this revelation like a year ago, Randy, just kind of popped into my head, but I was reminded of it. And just because you can do something, just because you have the ability to do something, does it mean that you should, mm-hmm. nor does it mean that God wants you to do it? And I think that's a misconception in, in, in womanhood, especially today, is that like, well, I can do this because I'm strong and I'm this and that. Yeah, you may be, but like, have you talked to the Lord about it first? Are you surrendering <laughs> or are you just like yeah. going off on your own? Yeah. Now, and it's a fair question because, you know, on, on one side you've got surrendering to god which brings freedom and then on this planet when you surrender to an enemy it's imprisonment you know right and so in between are all these relationships with other people where you know it's just it requires one i think knowing god's word knowing god's heart at wisdom discernment which god says Mm -hmm. you know scripture says in james 1 5 i think if, if you lack wisdom just ask he'll give it to you you know, yeah. and so it, it is, and it's a, it's a daily thing too. And again, we make mistakes. As long as you're heading the right direction, you can fall forward, <laughs> get up. It's good. It's not how many it's times, Proverbs, one of my favorite Proverbs, not how many times you fall down, it's how many times you get back up, you know, and you just mm-hmm. keep moving forward. It's a good word. I want to show people your website. This is terrasunministries.com, terrasunministries.com. You can catch up with it there. Catch her podcast, links to the book and anything else that she's got going on. So I wanted to give you a place to, to go to follow up with her. But Tara, I want to give you the last word. It's been a, a good conversation. I think some really good reminders and great to hear your story. Appreciate you sharing your story and I would encourage everyone to just share, say, what is my story, God? You know, and it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be a made for TV movie kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. your story and that's what people relate to. So I appreciate you. Um, but give us, give us your sort of bottom line, last word that you want to leave people with. Oh, so much. But I think I think one thing I would say as I'm learning and even just having this conversation with you, Randy, is that like surrender is a big overarching topic in God's word and we're given instruction on how to do it. But surrender is also at the same time going to look very different for everyone. At the last chapter of my book, I wrote your like there's a there's a section that says uh, your story of surrender. So what does that look like for you? Are you going through a marital tension? Are you going through a career change? Are you going through a financial financial situation? Surrender is going to look different in situations for you, but I do want you to know that God is still in it. God is still in your story, not because he's added to your story, but because it's his story. Mm-hmm. I just want you to recall the heart of God because when it's hard for you to surrender and let go of control, you need to know who you're letting go of control to. You need to know who you're surrendering to. Yes. So if you don't believe God is good, you don't know him if you haven't spent time in his word then how are you possibly going to trust him with your story so get in the word spend time with god daily because we are prone to wander we're prone to forget how good he is and i think i know that will help you on your journey to surrendering your story oh uh, that's that is really good that is a great that i mean you could just you could just frame that bit right there just clip that <laughs> put it on instagram whatever that's some that's some good words uh and yeah don't compare yourself to each other it's your story uh and it's beautiful when you surrender it to god appreciate you guys out there be sure to check out tara's book check out terrasunministries.com and come back we've got more for you got johnny moore here tomorrow be a good times appreciate you guys being here hit share hit like hit follow subscribe and we'll see you again next time here on life today live
Nobody can prevent you from doing the will of God.